Hello and welcome to Between the Mountains, presented with the British Adventure Collective. This episode's guest is Nikki Love. Now, Nikki Love is such a wonderful woman. She came on and we had such a brilliant chat talking about mindset, Ireland, Australia, running 63 marathons in 63 days, talking about inspiring kids and having the kids inspire us too. Brilliant chat with her. She's full of life, plenty of experience to be talking about in this realm of running and endurance running. You know, just back-to-back marathons is, is something that I find so admirable anyway. So I really, really hope you enjoy this episode. It's a bit of a longer one, so we'll jump straight into it. But I did promise last episode, which felt like an absolute age ago, that I would tell you a bit more briefly about the British, British Adventure Collective. So we're now partnered with uh, with those guys over there. We've had Aaron Rolfe, we've had Emily Scott on the podcast before. I'd recommend going back and listening to those podcast episodes. Essentially, the British Adventure Collective is a team of athletes and photographers showcasing the best of British adventure. But that's not just uh, the United Kingdom, Great Britain. That's also adventure around in the Pyrenees, uh, over in um, over in Georgia, in the, in the Alps. You know, it's everywhere. It's completely up my street. It's completely up your street. I know it will be. So go and check them out. They got some fantastic films. But with no further waffling, here is Nikki Love, and I hope you really, really enjoy this episode. And a quick shout out too to Nikki, who sent me the children's book that she wrote for my daughter Penny who absolutely bloody loved it she'd been to two of the locations Penavana Land's End so she loved that bit and she was actually reading it herself on the second time round so really really enjoyed it Nikki thank you so much for doing that that was unbelievably kind of you thank you Nikki thank you so much for coming on to the podcast <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing it's a today? pleasure. <laughs> I'm doing fantastic, Chris. Thank you very much. Um, got a little bit of a uh, tickly throat um, from COVID, so I am going to apologise if I do cough, but we've uh, talked about it and we're going to try and make sure that I don't splutter all over the place. Uh, I think probably a good place to start from really is, is doing the research and following along your journey for, for a bit of time now. You've just, I think, bounced back from from a hip injury. Did you want to give us the sort of lowdown with that and how you're how you're getting on with it? Yeah, um, I, I have bounced back, um, and it was um, several bounces because there was a lot of um, false starts again. Um, but yeah, in May last year, uh, I took on a record that I thought that I was going to be capable of doing. Um, certainly, endurance wise, I was there. But uh, the old body decided um, against it, and I ended up with a, um, a stress fracture in my pelvis. And um, yeah, it kind of put a stop to that little adventure um, in, a, in a pretty major way, <laughs> which was that I couldn't walk. Um, I, I, I struggled through my um, last day. So the attempt was to run 100 marathons in 100 days. And I got to marathon 13. It was just, oh no, that dreaded number 13. Um, I'm not superstitious, but um, <laughs> a few people throughout the day um, sort of mentioned, oh, you know, it, it's that unlucky 13 as I was struggling around um, the, the, the course. And uh, yeah, finally got to the end um, and kind of collapsed into the van. And by the time I got home, everything had seized up and I just couldn't walk um 
And <laughs> I, I had this idea, obviously, because I was focused, very blinkered, um, that all I needed was a, a manipulation, um, maybe a few needles from my osteopath, and I'd get going the next day. Um, I, I was able to crawl. Um, so it depended on the angle of my body. So I was able, able to crawl. So I crawled <laughs> hands and knees into my osteopaths. <laughs> and he took one look at me and went, go to the hospital. <laughs> it's just like, oh. <laughs> so, yes, I have been um, bouncing back from that injury. And it, um, it opened a bit of a can of worms, really, uh, to, to find out exactly what went on, um, why this injury. It was a fairly rare type of injury. Um, and yeah, had to do a lot of deep, deep, deep diving into um, what I was going through. Um, I'm still going through at the moment, which is perimenopause um, and the impact it has or could potentially have on people, or women, sorry, uh, it is very much a woman's thing, um, uh, hormones and um, how to... Um, be ambitious and be brave and do these big things but also take notice and take care of what's going on internally that you don't see um, but will eventually sort of pop up and go hey I'm gonna kick you right up the backside and um, <clears throat> and and stop you for a little while so it's been a very very long time um, but I, 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 I'm back running, um, feeling great. Everything feels good. I've done a lot of the base work and a lot of the um, hormone work um, to try and get me back to being able to run and have fun and, and, and do that thing that I love. And, and I really do love the whole running side of things. Um, I love the ambition but I also just love getting out there and running and, and not having not been able to do that for a very long time I it really has brought that appreciation back for a my body the ability to move um appreciation of it and and now getting back out there and going all right so let's see what I can do with this thing yeah do you do you think you're um we were chatting a little bit about it before uh, how like taking things slower and building on foundations do you think do you feel like you're bouncing back stronger or do you feel like you've sort of just sort of gone, continued with where you were and are able to carry on? Um, I, I'm going to say that I'm, I'm coming back stronger. Um, the endurance is still there, which is great. Um, uh, and that, that has been a, a consistency throughout my life, um, but it's also been something that I've probably just taken for granted and, and, um, sort of gone well you know I can do this I can do this long distance stuff um uh endurance stuff without really paying attention to the the, the basics um and it wasn't that I didn't do this basic stuff which is you know full body um strength um I just kind of forgot about it for a little while <laughs> yeah. well, I, well I mean you're obviously in a good place though because I, I think um uh, and, and not to stay on the point too long, but I remember you talking about um, talking about this injury in another podcast. And I, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, you were saying that by day 10 or so, you felt better than your previous records. Like you, you felt like you were 
in a much better way but then it just suddenly hit you day 13 I think you're saying uh, day 12 you were you sent something a little bit off yeah um honestly uh because I've done these uh long distance multi days weeks events um I, I knew what was coming and and I know that the first couple of weeks it is sort of a big adaptation body and the and the um, is getting used to what I'm doing to it. Um, and it was all connecting really well. I thought it was connecting really well. And, and day 12, um, my run was actually really good. Um, and I came home um, thinking, oh, you know what, I think I've cracked this. Um, I'm, I'm feeling much better. I, I'm cohesive, coherent <laughs> um, in the evenings. Um, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, that night, I had a, a, a university assignment to hand in. So I came home, sat on my bed and, you know, went crazy. I'm, I'm trying to finish my uh, uh, assignment. And as I was sitting there, I was thinking, oh, something doesn't feel quite right. <laughs> it's okay. I'm probably sitting a little bit awkward and probably spent way too much time um, uh, sitting in a, an awkward position. Not that that was the cause, that wasn't the cause. Um, <laughs> wanting to expand my brain, that was probably a cause. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's never a good thing to learn and want to learn <laughs> because it end, you end up doing stupid, crazy things. <laughs> so I kind of, I will explain that, that little bit um, later, um, how I got into this whole long distance multi-day um, running um, by being inquisitive and wanting to learn how to do it <laughs> um, but yeah uh, so I went to bed with a bit of an ache um, that had hadn't appeared up until that point um, and then day 13 it was just oh gosh it really doesn't feel good but was able to run um, it wasn't it wasn't pretty it, it, I, I think I had about oh, I'm gonna say about 20 people come and run with me on day 13 and I was apologizing the whole day going I don't know what's wrong with me my body's not working properly and and oh I can't get it I can't I can't feel where the, the pain is and I'm just like uh, you know pull my leg hang down from stuff trying to um, get the pain I, I was just sort of thinking I just need to let something loose or, or it has to click or something like that um, and yeah, I apologize to everybody who came and ran with me because I wasn't running very well. I was running slow. Um, and uh, yeah, it just kind of fell apart on day 13. Yeah, damn. Well, I mean, to, to, to get to that point, like you mentioned, that there's a, there's a beautiful segue there. Um, like you mentioned how you got into it. So going back even further, what does your sort of adventure upbringing look like? Uh, was it was there anything at all like chucked into your childhood that would suggest you'd go start running you know, hundreds of marathons? I, I am trying to think what it is. And and um, the only thing I can think of is that the first time I went running, I absolutely fell in love with the whole idea that it was an adventure because we were chucked out of school um, to do cross country. And we were sent across fields. I lived in Australia um, and around the school, it was just barren fields. Um, and, and it was just that whole thing of we had to climb fences. We, we ran through dirt and mud and, and, um, 
and and it, it really was this adventure to do long distance and long distance at that age was three kilometers yeah. <laughs> you know really long distance yeah. but, um but it was just that whole you know I went to places that I, I a place that I hadn't been before and and that that feel of of getting sweaty and dirty and and being in a place that I had never been before and and that stuck with me and and um it, when I started increasing my distance for running it was that I wonder where I can run to I wonder how far I can get um and it wasn't just running I, I did it on my bike as well so you know I, I was in I wanted to go off and and see how far I could cycle. I never tell mum and dad where I was going because you know I wasn't allowed to go that far. <laughs> I, I had a, a you know perimeter of where I was supposed to go, and I just like oh I'll just go off and cycle and come back and not tell them. <laughs> um, and then the, the running part was it's just a perfect for me. It's a perfect way to explore. Um, and at age 21, I went backpacking around the world, took my trainers. I ran in every place that I, I visited, every country that I visited. It was it it was just the the way to see a place. Um, so there was that connection always. Um, the the long distance stuff that came much later. Um, and I think it was <laughs> this is the thing reading books <laughs> and I was reading books I love reading books um I, I I grew up reading books about explorers um you know finding out about Australia and that fascinated me and and as I got older I read about people doing these adventures and it, it could have been sailing um uh, running uh walking um uh, all, all types uh cycling I loved, I was fascinated by the adventure that they went on, how they had to find out about themselves to be able to do this. Um, and I just sort of thought, well, I wonder what I'm capable of doing. I, I took it on board and went, I wonder if I can do that. And it, there was there was two things about that. It was the, the physical side of it. And then I also, I had this sort of like, um, it was quite hidden for a long time, um, wondering whether if I do something like that and I write about it, will I be able to encourage and inspire somebody else like me who reads my story and says, I wonder what I'm capable of doing. And they set off and they go and do something as well. So so there was those the, the two things that, are, that um, I wanted to achieve by going off and doing these running things. Um, and, and, you know, they, they were hard and, and I wasn't very good at them. <laughs> it's taken a really long time to learn how to get better at it. But that's one of the things I think that um, I think I, I, I don't think I'm a really good runner. Um, I can run, obviously, um, but it's that uh, ability to learn and want to see what I'm capable of achieving. Um, and that's the thing I'm actually really quite good at and will just throw myself into the deep end on a on a on a base of um training um so I haven't just sort of like gone ah you know what I'll, I'll just go off and do this now yeah. that has been a solid um continuation of fitness because that's the thing that I love um 
so yeah, it's 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 all been stacked up and and it's come out sort of like this is where I am now. I mean, one of the stories you read was um Dean Carnazes, wasn't it? Um, a 50-50-50, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. Um, or, or is it just fifty-fifty? Oh god, I can't uh, remember 50, how many 50, times he says it. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, fifty marathons, fifty states. No, yeah, fifty marathons, fifty states, fifty days, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, I read his first book, um, Ultra Marathon Man. Uh, and so yeah, I can completely get why you're inspired <laughs> after reading books like that because. Like I was doing middle distance running at the time, doing those those uh, those um, horrible three k races we just mentioned, <laughs> um, and uh, and yeah, he was just inspiring me to get out and start running, and um, yeah, so I, I don't I don't blame you for doing that at all. Yeah. Uh, when you started getting uh, getting into these things, and you thought of your first achievement, that was UK based, if I remember, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, um, by that point, it was. Um, I, I I had dabbled a little bit in Australia before I came. Um, to England but um, yeah my first proper what you'd call running um, long distance was was here in the UK Um, and it was after reading Dean's book um, and I I thought well I wonder what I can do and um, I I sort of came up with this idea that I would run 30 marathons in 30 days a month Um, a month sounded good to me Um, having never done that before (laughs) Um, and uh yeah I I I got talked out of it um a great big long list as to why it probably wasn't going to be practical um including the fact that I had no idea what I was doing um but I'd read the book and I'd taken notes (laughs) and I was just like okay I want to give this thing a go um ultimately I decided I, I I um came down to do try and do seven marathons in seven days um, I had a place at the London Marathon and that London Marathon was going to be my seventh marathon. Um, and I worked out where to do the previous six. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I worked on that. And uh, yeah, that day seven um, was a beauty. Um, I <laughs> It was so hard. <laughs> and I was so glad on day eight that I'd only d- decided to do seven because I honestly could not move on, on day eight. And I was just like, oh, gosh, that was a really dumb idea. <laughs> but what I, 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 the whole process um, was amazing, painful, and it, it sort of set something off inside of me, which was like, okay, um, I didn't do it well. Um, there was a lot of things that I learned. Um, maybe I can sort of build on this. What I got from the people around me was, you were not very good at this. <laughs> you hurt yourself at the end. Perhaps now is the time to, you know, squish that idea. No, give up, stop. That's it. You're done. Um uh, I listened to those voices rather than my own for a really, really long time. Um, but this is what we do um, is that we learn. Well, I, this is how I, I see it is that you, you learn from your experiences and you can take what worked and what didn't work and then make adjustments, changes, improvements, and then try again. And, and yeah, I, it took me a long time to go for it again um and yeah the next one I did was five days running through the Amazon um with everything that I needed to survive on my back um uh self-sufficient 250 
230 kilometers um, through, it was, it was extreme jungle, um, extreme humidity. Um, uh, yeah, it, it was throwing myself in the deep end, um, but I came back from that, I finished it. It was amazing. It was terrifying. Um, I came home battered and bruised and I got that same comment is like Nick you really are very good at this thing look at the state of you I'm like yeah but you know <laughs> I learned how to do this and I won't do this next time and I'll, I'll improve this next time and I honestly at, at that point I, I was flying back um on the airplane I was just like I am not going to stop this one this time. I'm not going to let anybody tell me otherwise. This is what I want to do. I am going to work out how to get better at it because I enjoyed it so much. Um, and, and that was kind of like the start of this, this process of, okay, let's go big. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, one of the things I really want to dive into there is uh, having other people place their limitations on you. I mean, different from people being perhaps negative, but having some useful information to take from it. How, how do you now, now that you've realized it feels good, it doesn't have to make sense, I'm going to keep doing it. How do you now process when people try and put their limitations on you? What's the sort of the thought process that makes you stay positive and keep on track? So it, it, it did take a lot of learning on this, which is to take comments on board um but then it was to work out and and i think it started before taking people's comments on board um is i, I now can do that um what i was very clear on was what it was that i wanted to achieve why i wanted to do it um what success was going to look like for me so i put all of this stuff in place first so it was a lot of mindset stuff um i, I get this asked this question a lot how did you do these distances and yes you have to physically train but the mindset stuff has has to has to be done has to you have to know what it is that you're trying to do why you're trying to do it and what success looks like for you because your what what I describe as my success will not be what somebody else describes as success and and um, I had to be clear on that and I, I worked on that. I worked really hard on it. Um, and I, I, I did also have um, a friend who is a psychologist and we worked out a plan to take on board and take the bits that I wanted to hear. And, and I'll, I'll come back and clarify that in a minute. Take the bits that I wanted to hear, make sure that it, I, it, it worked for me rather than against me um and and then sort of continue to build so so it's turning down um the the comments but being able to process it that it works um for me so i always start from a place of like what's possible possibly going to kill me um so you know it's starting right up there is and and I will take people's um, advice on board for that. It's, but then from that point on, it's, you know, what might hurt me, what might happen. Um, but what if I don't do it? Um, and the what if I don't do it usually outweighs the, um, the potential of, uh, I don't know, something bad happening. But it's always trying to make sure that um, I'm trying to 
protect myself as much as I can, but know that things um, may or may not happen. Um, but that whole thing of, you know, trying not to die on it, <laughs> on an adventure, start there, <laughs> work your way down. And know that most people are going to tell me these things um, from a place of love because they're concerned about me. And just say that that's okay. Um, my, my parents are one of the best and worst. Um, tell me, <laughs> you know, they don't want to see me doing this stuff, but are so, so proud of when I do it. <laughs> so so they, 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 they flip from, oh, please don't do this, to, oh, my God, you're, you know, well done. <laughs> and, and I know that's coming from a place of love. And I won't listen to them when they say don't do this because I know that that's, they just don't understand so yeah well I guess the, their job most of their lives has been trying to keep you alive and, and well so, yeah so it, it is interesting though because I, I've, I've got a son as well he's 20 he's coming up to 21 and I, I guess what I've, I've tried to do is show by example to take precautions um you know do a, a health and safety checklist but also go and give it your best shot and um, and don't let like mummy <laughs> tell, tell you um, you can't do it. So I've tried to, because I, I know I fall into the same trap as like, oh gosh, are you sure you want to do that? And I then have to hold my tongue and go, mm -mm, no, that's not what I wanted to hear. So I'm not going to put that on him either. So it, it, it's, yeah, like you said, it, it is that protective thing. Um, and I think most people will will come at it give their advice from a protective um loving place yeah well i i i shared this um this quote um last in the last week's episode as far as the listeners go um uh, they um uh, it was basically the topic of you're showing your child how to live not telling them how to live uh mm. and then you pair that with um jenny tough um gave some um has some advice as well she she has this rule where whenever someone comes at her with an idea with some questions, she has a rule now where she will never, even if she thinks it's like bloody ridiculous, she'll never poo poo it. She'll always go, okay, what's your plan? How are you going to go about doing this? And she'll try and ask some constructive questions rather than shoot it down because it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 um, I think if you think it through and it's popped into an idea's popped into your head and you think it through, um, and you believe that it's possible, then you try and make it happen. So you you will sort of do the, like I said, the health and safety stuff, um, but try and make sure that, or, or try and make it happen. Find ways to encourage rather than, like you say, poo poo it. So you've gone backpacking across the country, running in every single one. You've run through the Amazon, obviously you've done the UK, and in a bit we're going to delve into Ireland as well. Your plan to run across Australia is that kind of a calling back to your your home country or is that just a place you know well and you want to go running oh it's definitely I want to go home <laughs> it's been, <laughs> a long time. Uh, yeah <laughs> it's been uh, nearly five years since I've been home um uh and and that's because I wanted to run across this this country um I, I mean I've got mum and dad there I want to go and see them I've got my family uh, my sister there I want to go see her but I also wanted to go home and 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 run across this country and I'd seen um 
this guy do it, a, a British guy, do it in 2013. So it has been in my head for a really long time that I want to give this thing a go. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, the year that I decided I was going to do it, which was 2020, um, <laughs> I had my flight booked. I was packing my bags. I'd, I'd pared down my entire wardrobe. I, I, I'd even started, I had started packing. Um, uh, and yeah, it, it, the news just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And I kept saying, no, 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 it's, it's, it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm going to get on this plane. Um, and yeah, it didn't happen. Um, so uh, yeah, instead of running across Australia, um, I thought, well, I've uh, got all this training um, logged into the body. Um, I want to do something. I'm not sure what that something is. And um, throughout the year, in the May, I think it was May, um, we um, I did I joined a group of people who did this thing called the indoor relay. We encouraged everybody to run inside or on treadmills, and we kept it going for for 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the entire month of May. Um, and we we had uh, we had team leaders. I was one of the team leaders, and I I, I would I ran and interviewed people as the the twenty four hours. So we we filmed the whole lot. Everything was live, and and it sort of like got to the end of that and thought, you know what? Maybe maybe I could do the run across Australia on a treadmill. Okay, yeah, uh, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Two things. <laughs> I didn't run on a, a treadmill uh, because I, I, I didn't have a treadmill. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, well, that was one thing, one thing. <laughs> so we, we sort of cr crossed that bridge. Um, I got given a treadmill and um, it arrived on the Friday, uh, no, the Thursday night. Um, I set everything up outside on the Friday to start running on the Saturday. Um, and started running on the treadmill, uh, trying to emulate this idea of running across Australia. Um, and yeah, that was that was a probably one of the dumbest thing I've done. <laughs> but there, I mean, there was a purpose behind it, which was a we were going to raise money for the charity. So um, that that adventure was to raise money for charity and. Um, I thought we, you know what, rather than do nothing for the year, let's do this. Um, then uh, in Australia, the, there is a thousand mile, it's, it's just over a thousand miles of one road. It is one road across the Nullarbor. And I thought, well, running on a treadmill <laughs> is going to be very good training for being um, on one single road for that length of time. So, you know, the monotony training, I thought, you know, perfect, perfect. Uh, what I didn't quite get was um, it's it's different running on a treadmill from running outside. So my body wasn't used to that. It took a bit of time to adapt. Um, uh, lots of swollen legs um, in the first couple of weeks, um, but I got used to it. And uh, but the other thing was that it is so repetitive. Um, and your foot doesn't have any um, change in the way it does. So it's bang, 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 bang. Uh, ended up with a repetitive strain injury um, <laughs> and tore um, uh, two tendons in my toes, in my feet. 
Um, uh, so I got to day 40,000 miles. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't a, it, it, it was a good thing. It, you know, I, I did, I did um, rather well, <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't finish that uh, adventure um, because of that injury. And uh, from that kind of point on, things started going wrong with my body. <laughs> so, so the, that was where the perimenopause sort of like reared its ugly head and said, hey, <laughs> you've got stuff going on in here that, that you're not taking care of. Um, and yeah, that, that was uh, sort of like the start of a series of, of injuries that were caused a little bit by perimenopause, a little bit by stupidity. <laughs> Great bravery. There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a very, very fine line. Um, and, and a little bit of being a little bit too blinkered in that I wanted to get back to running as quickly as possible without perhaps doing the whole full recovery thing, which has kind of led me to this point, which is I'm going to do the base work this time round um, and learn from my mistakes which is always a good way to look at um, things that didn't go right. So you, failures, um, in, I mean, I ran a thousand miles in 40 days on the treadmill. Um, it was a failure uh, because I didn't finish the adventure. Um, but, you know, I learned a lot. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I, I'm now learning to implement what I have done um, in the past. You'll never see me running a thousand miles on a treadmill again. <laughs> yeah, I that don't was a big lesson that. learned. <laughs> Jesus, that that is, you know what? Actually, this episode's full of them. That kind of um, segues me into uh, into the next question, but only because of how I process that. So, so a thousand miles on a treadmill, you're not changing your landscape. You're not changing your temperature. You're not getting that lovely breeze that cools you down. You're thinking, thank God, more of that, please. Uh, you are, you, it, is, it is repetitive, like you said. And, and that, the segue that happened in my brain was that must take quite a mindset. Um, and reflecting over, you know, from, from 1,000 miles on a treadmill to all of the marathons you've done with consecutive days, you know, what is the mindset that keeps you going? Because it, it's never happy-go-lucky the whole time. No, it's not. <laughs> um, so this is uh, one of the things I think, again, that I'm good at is being in my own head or my own space for a very long time, because you have to be able to do that. Um, and when I tell people about that, they're like, how, how do you spend time in your head for that long um and that is one of the reasons why and this is another little segue <laughs> um that I, I say when, when I run, I do adventure runs because I do want to go and have a look where I'm going. And, and that sort of drives me and that sort of, that really drives the adventures as well is, um, is where do I want to go? Where do I want to see? What do I want to um, look at? Where can I run? Um, and that was one of the driving forces for running around Ireland is that I, I'd I hadn't been to this country and the whole idea of I wonder if I can run around it um and it was just you know the, the running side of it was am I capable of, of that sort of endurance feat but oh my gosh what an exciting adventure that's going to be seeing an entire country from my feet and um and 
so that there's that that mindset of I'm going to experience beautiful places, um, but I'm also going to learn a lot about me as well, and um, I'm comfortable with that um, process of um, finding out who is who's who's in here um and um and then who do I get to meet what do I get to see on my runs so um yeah there, there is a, a quite a bit of mindset because you there is a lot of repetition um and there's sometimes a fair bit of pain um and um but there's also a lot of it's experience it's 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 wonderment it's it, it, it that's that's the reason why I want to run yeah absolutely yeah that's a that's a double-edged um motivation right there you got introspective and uh and outwards as well which yeah. is uh which is pretty cool <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah you're right kind of a segue I haven't chatted about sort of what we'll talk about beforehand <laughs> um um Ireland yeah absolutely um that's a, it's a location that um, I, I've been fortunate enough to go down to the southwest, uh, so, uh, so Cork, um, Killarney National Park, Barrow Peninsula way, uh, and I just fell in love with it. It's so gorgeous. Mm. So as far as like the landscapes go, how how was that run for you? Because it's not a place we talk about much on this podcast. Uh, it, it was stunning, and I had no um, preconceptions of, of what I was going to see. I'd mapped it out. Um, and I knew the town's names that I was going to. Um, and the Kalani National Park was just, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and, and that's pretty much what I did the entire way around. It was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and, and just being able, and this is another thing for running is, and, and especially running if, in um <laughs> there's two types of running running in the jungle you didn't see anything other than the jungle so you had no perception of where you were um and, and but that was just an exciting intense uh, crowded type of run i ran through the desert in namibia and that was just big expanses of nothing with sort of like a hill over here or, or a mountain over here um and and that was depth perception of of nothingness but things over in the in in the, in the background that you were probably going to run to <laughs> um and then Ireland was uh just there it was uh, hills and and mountains and and beauty and coastline and towns and um, it, it was just such, it was a, a combination of all of those things, I think. Um, uh, so there was beautiful countryside, uh, towns and, and cities that I ran through. Um, I visited primary schools, so I got to meet children and talk about it and, and say thank you for sort of like having such a beautiful country and, and I'm loving this. So it was, there was so much going on um, in that run that that um, it, it kind of just flew by it, it took me 32 days to run around it, um, it was, uh, the, the, the loop that we made was 750 miles um, and I just had an absolute ball I, there was places that I'd read about when as a kid 
um, and and I was going to visit them, and <laughs> and that was the, the, you know I was excited, and and it really was just this fun, hard, really was hard as well, um, but a fun um, way to sort of just see the world, and and it's yeah. it, it's one that I just I hope I I. I convey that when I talk about running and and what the potential is for running um, and the adventure of it um, and, um, you know, encourage uh, kids, specifically girls, to to want to go out there and, and explore the world. Yeah. Um, that, that's actually something I wanted to dive in, dive in with you, is that, you know, you don't all, all these things and you you now do speaking. And, and I heard you saying how you enjoy going to primary schools and speaking to them. And the question I thought at the time was, you know, you're obviously going there to help inspire kids and, and get them thinking about what they can do. But kids, as we know, are, are innocent and they're, they're not constrained by uh, societal pressures and known limitations. Uh, do you ever draw inspiration from them? Do they ever ask you questions or give you their ideas that you just get completely fired up from? Absolutely. If there's one thing that I have learnt and um, and hopefully I, I kind of share this is that to, to take take a look at everything from your kid's mind, um, a, a kid's perspective is you say to a kid, um, I, I'm going to run to the moon. They'll go, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> and they totally get it that you that, that this is a possibility. Um, I, I know that that's um, imagination. Um, and I know that as we get older, <laughs> we do discover these, um, these little blockers and limitations, but um, the excitedness of what you could possibly do um and the joy of doing it so when I go to schools and and you know I, I ask the question who um loves to who likes to run put your hand up and and most of the kids will put their hand up because you know kids want to all do the same thing and 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 then I say put your hands up if you love to run and then it sort of like goes like that and then I say who wants to come for a run with me and and the squeals of of joy of wanting to go outside now I know that the getting outside getting out of class and they're going to run around and they're going to run around with their mates and and it's all fun and exciting and um but that's I mean if you, if you can bottle that every time you want to go out for a run and go yeah 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 okay all right oh, okay this is hard I know it's hard but there is this excitement um and that's kind of what I want to try and keep going with mm. is, is look at it from a kid's perspective um, and go, wow, look at that tree uh, while I'm running along. So I, I, I've got so many photos of me climbing trees while I run because I love climbing trees. I did climb trees as a kid. I, I want to climb trees as an adult. <laughs> and then in, in, if it's a climbable tree, then you'll see me up it um, because, <laughs> because it's too good to not go up it. So go to go at it with this this childlike joy um and don't lose that yeah 
I feel like the promotion for this podcast, I could I could get a nice inspirational picture and put in quotes. If it's a climbable tree, you'll see me up it. <laughs> that's my favorite quote. Send of the you year one. So far. I'll, I will send you one. Um, I, I had this. Oh, it was a magnificent tree. I, I remember trees. <laughs> <laughs> and and it was in um, Aviemore um, on day day four of my 63 marathons. Um, and yeah, this tree was just, oh man, it was enormous and spectacular in the root system. And I'm like, yeah, I've got to be up there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's incredible. Listen, we're we're coming up on time, but there's always a sort of one and a half questions I ask at the end. Um, and the first one, um, is always interesting to see how people interpret it and what they come, come back with, but in, in all of your adventure running and everywhere you've been, what is one moment that you would love to relive? Hmm. Maybe that tree in Aviemore. <laughs> <laughs> that tree in Aviemore was pretty spectacular. Um, there are there are way too many to to pinpoint one, yeah, and course. I know that that's a real um, uh, cop out. Um, but the experiences um, I've had are they they just build and build and build and help me build um as a person um and give me purpose and direction um so um <laughs> and i'm not i'm not 100 sure um i don't really remember the crossing the finish line on that very first run at, at school I know that I did well because I made the cross-country team but I don't remember crossing the finish line I remember starting and I remember running um <laughs> the 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 finish lines that I've I've had um are all just totally amazing um yeah I, yeah hmm. well I mean, all to, of to them? be fair you, you, <laughs> yeah all of them <laughs> to be fair if you're bottling up that kid's energy and you're going out for so many marathons and and runs and and locations uh, it's got to be some huge uh huge index of moments that you just dive right into so yeah um and and the last half question i ask is if we wanted to follow along with your adventures if you wanted to see what's going on if you wanted to buy a book uh where can we go uh, and where can we follow along okay so i have got a website um it's nikki love .co.uk. Um, all my books are available on there. Um, I am on social media as Nikki Love Runs, um, Instagram and Twitter. And um, I, I don't know when I'm going to run across Australia. I'm kind of guessing it's going to be next, next year. Um, I don't think Australia is going to open its borders this year. Um, yeah the if it, if they do it will probably be at the wrong time of year for me so i'll have to wait until winter um so that will be next year um but in the meantime i'll probably be doing some sort of uh i won't go over crazy because i I've, i'm going to keep this as a as a focus um but yeah i'll be i'll be um cycling running and um trying a few new things this year as well uh, to get my body 
robust and um, ready to be able to uh, pound that uh, nullarbor across Australia. So um, yeah, I'd love it if people came and, and um, followed along and uh, yeah, any questions they want to ask me about uh, how you do this stuff. <laughs> I, I don't know, I kind of just guess as I go along or make it up as I go along, but I, I'm more than willing to share advice that I've learned um, along the way. Well, perfect. Well, Nikki, thank you so much for coming on it. Honestly, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you. Thank you, Chris.